welcome back to the Pueblo Pigskin Podcast. Uh, third week doing this, uh, second week of Pueblo Preps action. Uh, I'm Austin White, I'm a sports reporter here at the Chieftain. Here's the rest of the guys. Uh, Marcus Hill, also a Pueblo sports reporter. Uh, yeah, Pueblo sports reporter. <laughs> I'm Jeff Latofsky, I'm the interim sports editor of the Chieftain. And rocking the uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, Tampa Super Bay. Bay. Yeah, the old 2001 when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. My brother-in-law played on that team. He was a punter and almost single-handedly lost the game for us. <laughs> oh. um, had a punt blocked and had a couple of shanks. And thank, thank God that they <laughs> almost the goat in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> had, to get, had to get in there somehow. Had to get that box score. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of football, I mean, we're going to talk about uh, you know the preps. Uh, we're going to start with last week and you know touch on that a little bit. And we'll look forward to the week, and uh, Jeff's going to have some news about CSU Pueblo football as well, and they're going to play Saturday and, you know, get their season open on the road as well. Uh, So from there, we'll start with kind of what we saw in the preps action last week, you know, what kind of stood out for us. Uh, Marcus, you can kick us off. Uh, I know you are talking about West a little bit before we came on here. Yeah, well, you know, obviously they had a pretty big game out there in uh, Fruita last weekend. Uh, I believe it was 35-14, and they just absolutely ran away ran away with the game from the start and almost literally because I think they start <laughs> off with the rushing touchdown in the first play. So yeah. um, not too much difficulty for them out there. And they really put their, their, their prowess out there. You know, we didn't know how the game would go. I thought that it would be a blowout, but at the same time, you know, Fruita, yeah. they stacked up pretty well, but not so much in this contest. So no. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a top 10 matchup. So you would think... It might be a little closer. Yeah, you think it may not. Mark, Marcus had it red, so <laughs> you think it'd be closer than a three-score game, though. Yeah. So you didn't think blowout out the gates like that, yeah, no, especially on the road going to the Western Slope. So and yeah. one thing you can remember about the Bedaris clan, they're going to have their team prepared, yeah. regardless of what whether it's the first game or the middle of the season or the last game. And, and Pueblo West obviously was very prepared to play this <laughs> yeah. game. They have, you know, they have a few holes to fill, and they have some questionable guys. But they, they, I, I was really impressed with what they did because it's a, it's a not only a tough trip, but it's a tough place to play. Yeah. And you know, for them to come out, and they, I think they scored in their first two offensive plays, yeah. not possessions, plays. Yeah. When, when you do that, it's uh, you know gives you some confidence right off the bat. And, oh yeah. And they rode that confidence all the way through, and uh, very very impressive win for the Cyclones. Big time. Yeah, and I mean another impressive win was a, another top ten matchup. South was home against Holy Family. I mean, their offense was just that kind of highlighted everything. I think the final was forty nine twenty five. Jackson Dickerson had a couple receiving touchdowns, returned a punt. I mean, it just felt like South got up a bunch, mm-hmm. and you know they kind of let off a little bit probably. Right. But Holy Family was trying to you know make some moves, and then just South could just score a will. I mean, they got their this running back uh, George Longoria. He was just Jorge a workhorse. Is what they call him? Yeah, Hor- yeah whatever. <laughs> I was hearing Longoria on that show. But he had over 30 carries for 180 yards, a couple touchdowns. I mean, Logan Pettit looked great at the quarterback position. I mean, this offense looks impressive, and it's going to be tough for really anyone to stop after seeing that. I mean, the defense may be a little shape up, but also, I mean, Holy Family was a top-10 team, and one of those touchdowns came on a kickoff return for Holy Family, too. That was that was the other fun part too. Is Andy Smith just everywhere? He had at least three sacks. He had a safety, which was the first score of the game. He had an incredible touchdown catch through to end the first half. I mean, it was 
just a complete performance from him. Well, so and, he, and he's a kid that, that probably the most experienced player on this defense. Oh yeah. You know he yeah. played in he played in the state titles you know championship game two years ago as a yeah. sophomore, and he was effective as a sophomore. So you know going into his senior year, you know he really yeah. wants to to stand yeah. out and shine, and obviously did that first game and. And he then he, have a, he has a little brother too that plays in the defensive line along with him. Yeah. And those two guys, I heard they they just wreaked havoc, you know, on the on the offensive line for uh, Holy Family. Yeah. Um, so those are two guys might be some two guys to watch and look for, you know, as as the season rolls on here. And of course they go to Erie oh, this yeah. week, and uh, you know Erie's a sort of a a team that's been in the playoffs in and out of the playoffs quite yeah. often and they're they're always in the top you know they're always in the top 10 or 15 teams in the states so you know a, a tough road trip you know to open the seasons and, and uh i think I, I think the colts maybe might have been the surprise of the first week you know yeah. and, that and, how, and how they did yeah. with that with the yeah with the, the difference in in what in scoring seven touchdowns and yeah and, and scoring 49 points even even though they are at home yeah and, and and starting off with the safety to, <laughs> yeah, to kick off the year, that's a that's yeah. a great way to go. It was two zero, and that was the first score, so that was fun to see. That was a, that was a baseball <laughs> score right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just uh, elsewhere around Pueblo, uh, in case you've missed it, uh, Pueblo East went up to Roosevelt and uh, took a tough loss there, thirty eight twenty one. Jack Helzer, their new starting quarterback, threw five interceptions and uh, they had a block punt. You know, just a lot of turnovers kind of did them in there. And then uh, Rye went also Rye went on the road as well and. Uh, Took care, of, took care of Ellicott like we thought they would. Yeah. I believe the final was 30-0. to zero. And uh, DHPH also played last Saturday. And they lost 22-14, but compared to last year, they played front range Christian. Compared to last year when they lost 44-6, to six, I think they'll take a 22-14 loss, which they even had the ball on the on a, with a drive to potentially go and tie the game up. So. And this is a team Pretty that's going right? to play seven home games. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, it was, it was the first time that, you know, uh, there's been I think the first time in Pueblo that we had a varsity game at a middle school field, and of course, <laughs> uh, over at Heroes Academy, and yeah. uh, you know, but he, I think I talked, you know, talked to the talked to the coach, and he said, you know, one thing they wanted to do is be able to line the field for eight man. Yeah. You know, and and you can't do that at CSU Pueblo at no. the Thunder Bowl. You can't do that at Dutch Clark. You can't do that at Rye or County or or uh, Pueblo yeah. West. Oh. Any of those fields, so. They have their home field, and think, I think things are going to get better. And you know, it's, it's a team that's really on the rise. I think they, they have some good kids, and and uh, Coach Casillas he does he does a very good job with that with that program. Absolutely, they'll be back in action again at home too this week. So we'll transition now into what's going on this week. Well, why don't we talk about a little CSU Pueblo football? They got their season open season opener coming up this weekend, going out to right. Utah. Uh, you know, this this team's been on a mission really ever since they lost the, the playoff game in Minnesota State Mankato. Yeah. Um, you know, this, the, the goal of this program is always get to the national championship and win it. And it's just not winning the RMAC, just not getting into the playoffs, but getting farther. And it starts this week at, in Dixie at, in, in Utah. This is a program, Dixie's going Division One next year. Yeah. This is their last year in the uh, RMAC, so they'll be in the WAC next season but they have a new coach and um, you know sort of a new direction but I think it's going to take them a couple games really to, to try to get focused so CSU Pueblo if they go in and take care of business like they, they, they should I mean they have some question marks too they got a new quarterback it looks like Gunnar Lampier he's he's number one on the depth chart right now with John right. Kitt, with uh, John Kitt and his son um, you know Jordan is, is second so 
I, I look for both those guys to get a lot of playing time during the course of the year. But uh, you know, Gunner, Gunner's gonna. Both of them are capable of running the offense and doing a great job. You know, CSC Pueblo has a stable of running backs, and they have uh, you know a couple guys that you know very familiar names. You know, Marcus Lindsay, who's the brother of Philip Lindsay, and uh, Michi, and they have a kid named Pinnock that was a, a Division One transfer who started. You know, for the last two years of Division One school, in fact, led the led the team in rushing in Murray State both those years. So uh, that's pretty good. You know, I mean, it's good to have a backup like that, Marcus. I yeah. don't think he would he'd come in the game and do some things. So, I say, I it need to get off a good start because they have two their first two games of the season are on the road. They go they go to Utah and then they go to Chapman State in Nebraska before they they open up with Colorado School. And their first four games are, are brutal. You know, Carl School of Mines and then Texas a and Commerce here at home, back to back. So uh, it's very important for them to get off to a fast start to the season. And uh, you know, in Division Two football, you can only lose once and yeah. have a chance to get in the playoffs. You lose twice, you're really in trouble. Yeah. So everybody knows that, and um, I think they're going to be razor sharp focused. And uh, John Risk and his staff, they're not going to let this team, uh, you know, go over to go to Utah and get beat. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be fun to see Dixie State because, like you said, they're going to Division One. So, you think maybe they have some recruits because you know they can recruit to that now. Like, right. hey, like you might have to play Division Two your first year, but we're going up. So, I I think that would be interesting to see. Just because I know they haven't been the greatest football team, kind of. Yeah, no, they're about five hundred. You know, they're they're yeah. third or fourth in the league usually, and um, they they do they only return two players on defense. Wow. So, which is <laughs> which is a scary thought. Uh, yeah. But. You're right. They're they're probably re, you know retooling and reloading, and they're uh, got, probably got some Division One kids coming in that uh, could make a difference. I mean, when I first thought about this game, it was a pretty scary thought that you go to Utah and, and play a team that's just sort of on the rise. But when they brought a new coach in, I thought you know it's going to take it's going to take a while yeah, for them to get used to the new coach and the new coaching staff and 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 really to try to get things moving in the right direction. So uh, let's hope. Maybe I cross my fingers for that. <laughs> Sweet. All right. CSU Pueblo for you right there. Uh, we'll jump back into some preps. Uh, we'll start with the games that are coming up Friday. Uh, one of those at home Friday is Central. They're taking on uh, Falcon, right? Yeah, that's correct. Marcus has got it. I'll, I'll just stop right. talking. I'll let it. Oh, no. So first, let me correct myself because I think I gave the stats for uh, Falcon to Sand Creek. It's actually Falcon that has 2,003 of its 2,023 rushing yards out of the paint this season. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be rough for it's going to be rough for Falcons. Well, I mean, Sand Creek's still going to struggle. The numbers are still yeah. pretty, yeah. still pretty <laughs> rough on their end. But um, you know, Central went on the road last season. They beat this team 27 to 12, and you know that was to start the year. Um, obviously, Central is missing a lot of big pieces from last season. Nico Martin, uh, most notably, he was. Mr. Do-It-All, anything they asked him to do, mm-hmm. kid could put it on the ground, he could go aerial, he could receive whatever they need him to do. <laughs> yeah. he, he was doing it, and now, you know, it's kind of on the shoulders of Brandon, who I believe is playing quarterback this season. Yeah, so, that's what so we'll see the, how that goes. I mean, he sounds like he's fairly confident in himself. Uh, it sounds like he'll be ready to go for Friday. Doesn't sound like there's going to be too many cobwebs as far as him shaking that off there. Um, yeah. I mean, he he's not the 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 fruit doesn't fall far from the tree with him and his brother. I mean, they're pretty much the same product. He he's got plenty of reps at QB. He's rushed. He's received. 
whatever the team needs him, he's capable of doing it. Yeah. I mean, they got a big victory on the road last season, so now they'll be at home, don't have to travel, know what this team is capable of. And I, I think they come away with the victory in this one. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Martin, uh, you know, credit. Uh, obviously, Nico's a great athlete and everything, but I think Brandon, football-wise, might be better overall player. I mean, he had mm-hmm. four interceptions last year as a defensive back. I mean, they ran so many either like trick plays or kind of like reverses where the ball ended up in Brandon Martin's hand and he would just throw it for a touchdown. It seemed like every time. So he's just one of the most complete just overall football players I think this town has to offer. So I wouldn't be surprised if he could, you know, have a big game here against Falcon and really put up some points just by himself. Yeah. So I think I agree with Mark. I think it would be, you know, somewhere in 28 to 6. I think Central. You know, they, they, they got to find an identity as well. They got to they got to figure out you know where they're at and what they're going to do. And um, we talked about them. They're, they 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 did had a pretty good preseason last year, right? They were four and one, four and one last year. So yeah. you know, build that momentum toward the toward the league season. You know, beat up on some of these non-league teams that you're going to play. And they they they're not like uh, you know East. I mean that's an incredible schedule that East has in preseason. Yeah. Central South, doesn't Central South doesn't have that too. that tough a schedule, yeah. you know, like East like East does. So I think they can, you know, get that confidence rolling, and then by the time they get to the league, they'll be ready for all the Pueblo teams. And uh, you should, it, it's going to be a fun league season, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And Central, like I just remembered, I think they had about eighty guys come out last yeah, good, for this really, year. Really so good I mean, that's, that's good too. That's a positive sign to see from. Central, which, you know, is the lowest enrollment out of all the city schools. Right. I mean, they got less than a 1,000, so to see that many kids come out is probably a welcome sign for them. Right. Yeah, I mean, to have that much depth, especially, you know, going through this rigorous season, 10 games, um, obviously, you know, at the college level, there's more games. NFL, clearly, more games. But, you know, having that many bodies and having backups in, a, in 3A football, that's very vital for the for the entirety of the season to possibly make a playoff push. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Game picks. What you got for Central? Central pretty much does the same thing as last year. I say thirty to ten. Thirty to ten. Jeff, I, I think said you said twenty-eight, twenty-eight, six, and I think the best line's like uh, about twenty. Twenty for right. Central. Yeah, I would. I would think so. Bessemer line for Central. Uh, Falcons not uh, considered a real football power. Yeah, and they. No offense to Falcon, but they no. also have one of the worst uh, worst mascot combos with the, being the Falcon Falcons. No, <laughs> y'all got to change. You that. don't like that, huh? Yeah, they got to change that. That's you like the beat diggers better. That, that's way just if if it was anything but Falcon, it would have been better. Right. You know, especially on the right in front when you're writing Falcon. Oh, when you man. write the school, you refer to it as it's. And when you write the mascot, yeah. it's yeah. there. Yeah, it makes it that's, difficult for a writer. That's, yeah. that's easy to trip up. Be over. careful with that, Marcus. Uh, Easily. I, I got. I like to think I got it once. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully I don't get tripped up on this one. Nah, I believe in you. You got this. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Another road game Friday. Uh, South is heading up to Erie, which Erie has been, I mean, Jeff kind of touched on it at the beginning. Erie's been this team that's, you know, been consistent playoff team. Uh, looking at this year, it's going to be interesting for Erie. Just that's a whole interesting story in itself because last year this team started and ended with Noah Roper, their running back. I mean, he was just incredible talent. I didn't write down how many yards he had, but I know it was over 2,000 rushing. And he was their linebacker, too, on defense. I mean, the. Pretty much the entire offense was turn around, give it to Roper, and he's right. going to run 
and right. score points for us. So with him gone, you know, it's a big question mark of does Erie have guys who can replace? I doubt they have a guy that can replace all of that, but if you have, you know, multiple guys that can try to replace that, mm-hmm. I'd imagine that's what South is probably going to see. They're probably going to see running backs, different legs trying to come in. Because I don't see Erie trying to change up their offense too much with, you know, with success that they had with Roper. But last year they did play, and South lost uh, down here at home uh, 35-14, which Roper was a big part of that loss. But I think with him gone, that could be a big welcome for South. You know, can kind of take advantage of it. And we were talking about, too, South's offense could, even if Roper was there this year, I think South's, South's offense could try to compete with that. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if South can, you know, maybe shore up some things on defense a little bit this week with an Erie team that kind of has a system in place with coaches in place that already have something that's proven to already work for them. So. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think South's, South's offense, you know, you score 49 points, you got to be real confident going into this yeah. week. And and uh, I know I know that was a, that was a tough game for him last year because that oh. the Roper kid, of course, then he got I think he got hurt later in the yeah, year. which he was, was unfortunate out, he was for, for the yeah. season. Well, he got hurt in the playoffs yeah, and then hurt, right. right before the week before they played East, right in the semifinal. Right, which, so he was sitting. That might have been a different game. Yeah. But you know, we we noticed one thing about Erie: they have some they have some athletes. They do. And they have some really good players, and yeah. and this this is one of those games you don't want to overlook it, overlook. Your, I mean, they're, I don't think South's going to overlook them, no. especially after getting beat beat up. Yeah, they want that revenge for sure. You know, but this uh, I think this is a South team that's sort of on a mission. I think this this is my this is my surprise team of the year. I think uh, going in, and um, I mean, it didn't surprise me that they scored forty nine points. I mean, and I don't think they're going to score forty nine this week on the road. I, no. I think more like four touchdowns and maybe get another safety. You know, 30, <laughs> there we go. I mean, I'm picking like 30 to 14. I think Erie's going to Erie's going to be able to score some points. Yeah. They're going to be able to move the ball, but uh, you got to go up there and, and and be on your toes and be ready for a, a, a really a, a team that really is going to be hungry and try to prove that you know it's not just no roper. It's yeah. a, you know, I think remember, I remember when they went into the East game last year. A lot of the kids were saying, you know, this yeah. isn't no roper's team. This is the Erie's team. And, and they tr- they went and tried to prove it. Of course, they got beat. Yeah, but and it wasn't even close. It wasn't, it wasn't, the, same, it wasn't the same team as you know. Give, no. give them credit. They, they they did play hard, and they yeah. it's a it's a very good team, very well coached team. Yeah. Well, you know, the small part about the kind of was maybe a blessing in disguise. I hate saying that about injuries, but you know, Erie got to see what they'll have to be this season, and That's they true. got that in the playoffs. So, you know, obviously each game is a precursor to playoffs, but. Mm-hmm. You know, to have that in the playoffs and have to to figure out how how you're going to go around somebody who's pretty much the entire offense, and now they have a better understanding of that. I think that's pretty big for them. But I think South can come out and figure things out and pretty much go off of the momentum they had from last week. Going with South then? Oh, definitely. What's your score, Jeff? You said 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Marcus, I think it'll be a little bit closer. I'd say thirty-four twenty. Thirty-four twenty. All right. I'm going to take South, too. Uh, just seeing their offense last week, I'm convinced early on. Uh, I think I'll go probably similar to what you said, Marks, maybe like 31-21. Probably a little tighter than last week, but I think South can still get it done. Right. And uh, kind of finishing out a little bit, uh, we got a couple other home games here. We got Rye and DHPH. They're both at home this week. Uh, Rye last week, they went up to Ellicott, won 30-0. Kind of did what we expected. They had a bunch of guys run the ball. Uh, Hayden Polk, their uh, quarterback, who, which that's just, you know, 
a title. That doesn't mean that he's throwing the ball because he only threw three passes. But he was one for three. That one completion went for a 13-yard touchdown. He had two rushing touchdowns himself. No one went over 100 yards, but they had 274 as a team. And really, they're playing. They're playing Crowley County, who is kind of the same way. Looking at their numbers from last year, they threw it a little bit more, but they had some running backs last year, which a lot is gone. They lost a lot uh, from last year. Last week, uh, they played Ridgeview Academy, and they won. They eked out a win, 22-14, which that's a team they beat 40 to six last year. So maybe that's something about Ridgeview Academy. Maybe that's something about Crowley County being a little worse, but. This game will be at home for Ride Two last year. Last year was on the road, so I think this this could potentially be the best matchup of the week. Kind of looking at it with you know the, the game that Hayden Bulk was able to have, and they still have Bryce Benz in their back pocket who can obviously prove what he's done from past seasons. So I think it'll be fun to watch. I I think it'll be a tight one too, especially because Crowley, Crowley County was a playoff team last year too, and that's where Ryan wants to be. So yeah, this is this is a program Crowley is that. Um I think this coach is in his third year, maybe something yeah, like that. Where he, he and, I, and I and if I'm not mistaken, I think he helps co- he coach, coaches basketball as well. Um, and, and you know he's what? Awesome. He's really really done a good. I mean, football's always been a really a really positive program at Crowley County, and they they always are they always are good. I mean, they 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 they've been in the playoffs. I, I'd say four or five four of the last five years, something like that. And they've done a really good job. So, I, you know, Rice still trying. Rice trying to find their footing. This is Coach Pig's second year, yeah. and you know they're 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 going back to old Ride football back in the day in the in the '90s. You know when they won the state titles, and they didn't throw the ball a lot either. They ran the football, and then of course, uh, you know when J- Jeff was there, he was he was there for 25 years. Their their head coach, mm-hmm. and uh, this is after after Coach Roboto was there, and he. You know, I mean, they, they ran the ball. They, they line up in double wing, uh-huh. and they're coming right at you with like 10 guys blocking, there and one go. guy is going to carry the ball. So, <laughs> you know, this is, this is going to be a really hard-hitting game, yeah. and, and these teams have played a, a lot over the years, so they know each other a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game. You know, it's going to come down to, you know, whether you convert an extra point or a two-point conversion, something like that. I think, I think it, you know, the, I think the best from the lines may be a three-point game. I like you know, got to give Rye, you know, the, the advantage of being at home. Yeah. Um, I, I originally thought he said Custer County, and I was going to say they got to come down from 9,000 feet or something <laughs> like that, you know, yeah. to play it, play it at not, not, ele- not zero elevation, but, you know, 4,800 yeah. feet in Pueblo. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a different, you go up to Custer County, it's a different ballgame up there. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams that go up there and are starting to win in the second yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but this is Crowley County, so... Uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a close one. You know, I, I say it's like twenty-one twenty. I think Wright pulls it out with a two-point conversion. You know, at, at That'd the be end, that would be fun. Game. <laughs> you know, I think Wright they've made some uh, big leaps from last year. You know, obviously the first game, you know, you can take what you want from it, but yeah. I mean they won thirty to nothing. They looked pretty solid doing so. Um, they're back at home this week and. Like you guys have been saying, I think it's going to be a pretty close contest. Um, Crowley just squeezed by last week against the team. I, I know they scored 40 against them. I don't remember the yes, exact score. 40 to 6. 40 to 6. There you go. So it was, it, was, it was a bloodbath last season, and now they just got past them. So, I mean, 
I think if Rye wants to prove itself, this, this approved yourself game is what yeah. this is. So mm-hmm. if they can get the W here, I think it's going to be a good season, potentially playoffs for them. Uh, if I had to pick a score, I'd say 27-21 Rye. Because I, I think it, it'll be relatively high scoring. But I don't believe this one turns into a blowout for either team. No. So hopefully they keep it close. Hopefully it's interesting. But I think Rye comes away with the W. Yeah. I mean, Rye's got a, you know, they have this new uh, sponsorship deal with Under Armour for the school too. So hey. they want to they wanna show out there in their new uniforms and everything. And, you know, they have these nice little things around the stadium. So game cool. pick. Oh, man, I... This is tough. I think I'm going to go with Crowley County, though. I'm going to similar score, 24-21, really close game. But, you know, an early season loss is, I think, is something that can motivate Rice. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's positives and negatives to everything. Okay. <laughs> last game we got, we got Dolores Huerta there at home against Simla. Uh, last week, touched on at the top of the show that they were able to take on Frank Rage Christian and Coach James Cassius, after the game, was telling me that the front range co- coach was impressed with just the night and day difference from 2018 to now. This week, they got similar, who has been, I wouldn't say maybe like powerhouse, but they've been consistent in eight man. They've been pretty solid throughout the years. So I think it'll be a good kind of what Mark said with Rye. This will be kind of a good, you know, prove yourself kind of test, especially at home, too. And, you know, they're going to enjoy being at home and take every advantage of being at home with. Being over there at Heroes. Yeah, I, I think you know back Simla might be one of those programs that's played eight man since since the birth of the football. Inception. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. this is this is the team that and program and they understand what eight man's about. D, DHPH is just trying to figure it yeah. out. Second it's year. only their second year doing eight man. I mean, it's a different game. I mean, the field's you know forty yards wide and it's a lot. I mean, it's not as wide. Yeah. It's it's still as long, but it's. You know, there's there's a lot less people on the field, and there's yeah. a, lot, a lot. You know, you, you you really have to be aware in eight man because it's it, it's a it's a it's a fast game. Of course, six man's even faster. Yeah. But it's a fast game, and there's a and there's a lot of yardage gained because you know you don't have you know a bunch of great athletes all over the field. You probably have two or three on each on each side of the field that are pretty good. Um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be another close game. I really think you know Dolores Huerta. I was you know I'm pretty impressed with. With Winston, the quarterback, you know he's a great yeah. athlete. He's a kid that uh, you know that tries to do maybe a little bit too much sometimes, but he's he's he can throw the ball, he can run the ball. Yeah. You know he's a big leader. He plays plays defense as well. So um, they have they have a couple really good linemen. I thought that, that they do a good job. So um, a close game. I, I you know I, I don't even know if I, this might be a pick'em game. Dang. You know according wow. to the best from the line. Uh, if if not, it might be you know we might give Simla a couple, a couple yeah. maybe a two two point advantage yeah. just because of their history and what they've done and you know um, I think I think DHPH keeps it close so, you know I don't know. if I had to pick it I don't know I think Simla let's go with the two points Simla twenty two twenty all right there you go I mean mine was pretty much in line with that I was gonna say twenty two twenty one DHPH um, oh. It, it's it's going to be a close one. Um, it's good to see that they did so well at home. Obviously, yeah. once to come away with the win, that didn't happen. But, I mean, what, second year going in to eight-man game, it sounds like they've adapted pretty well so far. Um, they're going to probably have a few struggles on defense just because Simla is a, like you said, since the beginning of time, like this, <laughs> this has been their bread and butter. So 
certain aspects of the game they just know they'll see things on defense they can take advantage of and they'll know just ways to exploit DHPH in ways they're not able to compensate for but I think DHPH has the athletes to get the victory in this one yeah I mean the biggest athlete is Charles Winston like Jeff said I mean he he played pretty well last week I mean he had like a I don't know how long the touchdown. It was like a 90-some yard touchdown that he took to the house himself. And really, I feel like if he just plays within himself a little bit more, that, and he does have the athletes around him, they have some solid guys who can haul in some passes. I think they could potentially pull it off. Uh, I think I'm still going to go a similar for my pick. Uh, I'm going to say probably a similar score to last week, maybe not as wonky as 22. I'll go with uh, I'll go 24-14, similar. Gets the probably. Yeah. Another good week ahead. Oh, Looking yeah. Forward, I mean, it's always a great week when you got football on tap. Yeah, it is. I mean, plus plus the NFL starts Thursday. So. And we've got the Broncos Monday. It's Raiders week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than Raiders week. No. It's, it's, it's maybe like Super Bowl. But. <laughs> that's a solid enough, Yeah, I was going to so, say, yeah. Marcus, Marcus. So things things start <laughs> Thursday night with a couple prep games, and we got we got one at the stadium and yeah. another one at the stadium, and then... Uh, you know, didn't talk. We didn't talk about Pueblo West and Pueblo County. Yeah, fixed him. Oh my go. goodness! Can't forget that. We saved it for the end. Save it for the end. There that was go. the plan the whole time. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the pigskin? Then? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we really kind of both of these teams. It seems like some early injuries. I mean, Marcus, you you had the story with County. What's going on over there? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, uh, Colin's not feeling so suave this time of the year. Um, yeah. Out for the season, an ankle injury. Um, they couldn't get super specific. I believe it's HIPAA, and they can't, you know, reveal all that information. It's ain't the NFL. Lower, lower leg injury? Yeah, okay. that's, what, that's what we'll go with, lower <laughs> leg injury. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's in good spirits. He wasn't there at practice yesterday. Um, clearly, he's recuperating from uh, the injury. He had surgery somebody, sometime between Saturday and Tuesday, so he's uh, a... Yeah. I'm guessing that he'll be at the game, so you know, if you see him over there on the sidelines, make sure to send him some love because they're definitely in need of that right now. But as far as the team goes, on um, Chase Hartman, he's going to be the the replacement slash the new starter, and I mean, he sounds very confident in himself. Um, he doesn't sound like he lacks what he needs out there. He has the intangibles. Um, Monty Pinkerton was speaking very highly of him. Like, he has great command over the over the offense and. It sounds like he knows the guys very well. I was watching them out there yesterday. Um, you know, they were laughing and just having a good time. Obviously, where necessary. It wasn't just a, a joke festival <laughs> practice. But, yeah. you know, it's it sounds like he's good friends with everyone. Like, he knows where people are supposed to be on offense. He has a good, good idea of his receivers and what they like, where they like the ball thrown. Um, they have... A couple of new running backs coming in. Um, they'll be doing some great things on the on the ground, but you know they have a tough one, obviously, mm-hmm. against West. So, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, I believe they were shut out last season. It was twenty zero, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Three touchdowns. Yeah, they'll have to bounce back from that one. So we'll see how it goes. New QB yeah. um, coming off of a year where he threw one pass and. Hey, but he did go 100%, though. So, <laughs> there, yeah. one. there you yeah. go. 100% flawless. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to want to tank that uh, tank that record too much, but we'll see how it goes for him out there. Yeah. I mean, Chase Harbin, I feel like, is a solid replacement. Like, just getting to know him from spring because he played baseball. 
He was a catcher. He's a really good athlete. Yeah, I mean, he's a catcher, so he kind of already has, you know, you were talking about it, like that kind of vision, kind of like control. Leadership you know, when skills. you're the catcher, I mean, that's what you're already doing. And he was at the varsity level, so I feel like, you know, there won't be any, like, kind of bright lights moment. Like, he won't, you know, be nervous or shied away from that. And it, it is a rivalry, so there's different levels that you go to when it's a rivalry game. So I think County, that it's very unfortunate what happened to Colin. Hopefully he's, you know, recovered by basketball season. But I think they're in very capable hands with Chase Harmon. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, really the, one of the storylines of this one is Monty Pinkerton oh, coming back to yeah. his old days. Absolutely. He was at Pisa Pueblo West for almost, almost what, 15, 20 years. Yeah, I think he you know, coached 13 years. Was coach is the coach and then the athletic director. So yeah. if anybody knows what Pueblo West can do, he does. And, and you know what? I mean, he hired the guy. I, I mean, he yeah, hired Baderas over there. He hired Coach Baderas. But <laughs> the, key for, the key for County to be able to stay in this game, I think, is they're going to have to take some blows early on and survive, especially playing on, on, on Pueblo yeah. West turf. And, you know, if, if they can keep it close, I think – you know, all of a sudden that rivalry starts kicking in. Yeah. Whether they can keep it close or not, that's the big question. And it's all about execution. And if they keep the ball away, maybe, you know, run some time off the clock and have a couple long drives. You don't necessarily have to score, but try to keep the ball away. This Bubble West offense looks like, you know, they're pretty capable of doing some doing some things. And But I, I understand the Bubble West defense really looked good against Fruita. So, um, you know, I think I'd put the best from the line. I mean, this, this rivalry is been about 15 or 16 years and started out county won i think the first four yeah, games yeah. of this rivalry yeah. before Pueblo west you know they were a brand new school and they were trying to you know get get their feet underneath them and then all of a sudden you know they, they moved up to 4a yeah. county stayed at 3a uh, you know there's a big discrepancy in the number of students it's getting closer now i, I understand yeah. county's up to over 1200 for the first time in Ever, yeah, ever. I was gonna say probably, yeah. You know, so this this is a school that you know is starting to draw some kids, and um, but but I, I don't know if they can I don't know if they can hang with West offensively. You know, yeah. West has just got so many explosive players and so many skilled players that are really good. And I'd say I put the best from the line at like ten or thirteen, somewhere around That's there, a couple, maybe yeah. a couple touchdowns, and and I think over the years we've never seen real big blowouts. There's a lot of respect for oh, the yeah. coaches, yeah. and they're not gonna you know. There's been times when Pueblo West, and, you know, could have blown County out or vice versa, and you know these team these teams have always played close to the vest, and they're not gonna they're not gonna run up the score on anything. Yeah. But I I I'll, I, feel, I still think West's gonna win this game. You know, I say 28, 28 to seven, something somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, you kind of touched on it with you know Monte is a running guy, and that's his offense that he wants to run. And when when you have teams like that, you know, that can take control of the ball, run the ball, run the clock out, limit possessions. I feel like that's just like the ultimate kind of even even out info. I don't know the what term you'd use, but levels the playing field. Level, there you when go. you can be able to, you know, hold on to the ball for so long and keep possessions down. Right. So, you know, it looks like West would have the capabilities to, you know, maybe run this up like last week, maybe like 35, 40 points, but if County can, you know, kind of take what Monte Pinkerton has done, you know, through his whole coaching career, you know, keep possessions down, County could keep it close, certainly, I think. And, you know, even a one-possession game. I mean, even last year, West went, what, 8-2, and two, had a great year. This game was only 20-0. to zero. I think it was 0-0 zero, zero at halftime, yeah. I believe. Yeah, la- yeah, yeah last, last year, was, and it, was, yeah. it was very quiet to start things. And then 
before you knew it, West took over and got their got their acts together in the second half. Must yeah. have got chewed out in the locker room. But, <laughs> so, they definitely fixed it. Yeah, but I mean, if County can do that again and you know keep it close again, I mean, I don't see any reason why it could be. A, I mean, twenty zero obviously kind of the second half kind of blew it out a little bit, but I can see it being close again, really the whole way. If plus, I mean, County went three and seven last year. I mean, no offense against them, but I think this team could be a little better than that this year. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if County can kind of take on that spirit. Of sort of, you know, rally around the lo- losing their starting quarterback. You know, before the season that, yeah, starts. That, yeah. And you know, teams are teams are capable of doing that. And uh, you know, there's a lot of numbers out of County. There's some there's a lot of good kids out there. So uh, you know, this this has been a rivalry for a long time. And uh, these these you know you know in rivalry games you never know what can happen, especially in town stuff. Oh yeah, Jeff, you said a twenty eight seven game pick yeah. by the West. Marcus, what you got? I'm going to go with Pueblo West on this one. Um, I'm going to say 25 to 12 in favor of West. All right. I like the uh, scores. 20. How do they get to 12? Is it two touchdowns? Ooh. Is there a safety in there? I hope for a safety. Let's go for a safety just to make yes. things interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> safety I, and yeah. a field goal and an extra point and a touchdown. Oh, there, that's, there gonna, that's going to be unique scoring out there. That's the best way. I am also going to go with Pueblo West, but... Uh, I think it'll be close like last year, even a little bit closer, and kind of low scoring. I'm going to go maybe like 16-10, Butler mm, West wow. kind of squeaks it out a little bit. I think County, with what they can rally around, and so we'll see what Pinkerton's got these boys going into. Yeah. You can check that game out. It's going to be Friday at 7 over at Pueblo West. I mean, make sure to check it out. Obviously, it's a rivalry, so there's all the fun stuff, too. You know, all the kids have had their spirit weeks this week, so. Mm-hmm. It'll be another great atmosphere, another great week. High school football down in Pueblo. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week.